his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The time-tested Dow Theory is right on the cusp of shifting from bearish to bullish. We are so close to getting the all-clear sign for stocks. We'll talk about what needs to happen for things to turn around and how to play it once it does. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Games. So grab a pen and paper before we get started here talking about the Dow Theory. We're going to go over some key levels, and you're going to want to write them down. So let's bring on Chuck Carlson. CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. He's also author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers, and you got to check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. Well, Chuck, as mentioned in the lead, the Dow Theory is very close to turning bullish. It's still bearish, but so close to turning around. The Dow transports have already passed their February 2nd highs, That's a number that we had been watching for quite some time, and that number was 15,640.70. By the way, the transports closed today at 15,940, so that level's well beyond. We've long taken out the Dow transport highs from February 2nd. The second indice that we watch in the Dow theory is the Dow industrials and technicians are keeping an eye on the Dow industrial high posted in November of last year. And that number is 34,589.77. By the way, today's close on the Dow was 34,261.42, just a couple hundred points short of that 34,589.77 level we just mentioned. So a Dow close above that level means that we have the all clear sign for stocks. We're ready to go, huh, Chuck? We are. And, uh, you know, I guess that that begs a question. Well, what exactly does that mean? We're ready to go all clear sign. Do we go buy like crazy, et cetera? Well, you know, I, 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 it's important to kind of put bull markets and bear markets, according to the Dow theory, in some perspective. It, merely what, what that tells you is that primary trend of the market the trend that typically lasts a minimum of eight months and oftentimes much longer, whether that trend is bullish or bearish. It it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the uh, massive liftoff point and that day that you see that that new bull market signal the next day and it's off to the races from there. It, it, It could be, but what often happens, Andy, actually, quite frankly, is it takes a lot of energy for the market to kind of get above previous significant levels. So it's not unusual that once it does kind of finally break through 
that the market actually ends up taking a breather. You know, think of a marathon runner that finally gets to the finish line, breaks through the finish line, and then needs a break or two because they're pretty exhausted from the effort to get through to the finish line. The, 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 the beauty is, though, that, and this is where I think the, the most value comes into play, is that from an investor standpoint, it's good to know if you're buying the dip with a bull market trend or a bear market trend. Because if you buy dips and buy pullbacks in the market during bear markets, oftentimes you're going to be way, way early and the market's going to go lower and lower and you wish it would have held off. On, on the other hand, if you have a Dow theory bull market signal that it is a primary bull market, then you can have confidence in, in buying, especially on uh, price setbacks, because the assumption is those price setbacks will be temporary and the market will, will, will rebound. So, you know, to me, that that's the biggest value of, you know, bull market versus bear market is that, you know, you, you can take advantage of declines with a greater level of confidence that these are declines within a bull market and that the market will resume its upward move. But but make no mistake, e even if we do get that new closing high in the Dow Industrials, and I'll repeat that level, uh, the November 30 close, which was 34,589.77, and we're about 1% away, so we're, we're, you know, right there. If if the Dow Industrials do close above that, and it has to be a close, then yes, this primary trend will turn from bearish to bullish, um, and you would expect, you know, at a minimum the next eight months or so to be, you know, a pretty profitable time for investors, and typically, hopefully, a lot longer than that. Chuck, historically, how accurate is the Dow theory when we do see a major trend change? Do we ever see where it doesn't follow through and we get almost like a false flag? Yeah, oh, I mean, the Dow theory isn't perfect. I mean, there's no market timing tool or, or market tool that is. Um, and, and certainly you could have, uh, you know, a, a move in the industrials to, to close above that level and the Dow theory turns bullish and all clear sign and nothing happens and the market pulls back. That could happen. You say pull back. I mean, are you saying, I mean, a little pullback's okay. That's an opportunity. But uh, when you say pull back, you're not saying pull back to the low levels that we talked about before, those Dow Industrial lows at 28725 that were put in in September of 2022. The Dow transports, the lows that we've been watching, 11,999.40, also put in September of 22. Yeah, you would never see a situation where it would, you know, pull all the way back to there, would you? Yeah, I never say no. okay. I, I never say never okay. when it comes to the market, but I think that's a that's a very very low probability event. But it, it, you know, the, the Dow theory isn't perfect. I, a more possible negative scenario or or, or miss uh, a misleading indicator would not necessarily be a market pulling back and going below those lows. But but a market pulling back and kind of remaining in this trading range we've been in for the last ten months, and and you know still staying above the the, the previous lows, but not having that sustained upward move that you like to see when when the the Dow theory turns from bearish to bullish, you know that's possible. Uh, you know, the good news is you know I've been using the Dow theory and following the Dow theory for over forty years, and you know it 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 has done uh, you know on on average it's done a pretty good job of kind of giving you an all clear sign in terms of now is a, a time to be buying stocks and especially on price setbacks. So, you know, we play the percentages and the percentages say that if you do get a, 
a, a bull market signal to the Dow theory. That's a good thing. And you, you should reflect that in your investment program, whether that means, you know, upping, upping your equity exposure or, you know, being ready at the ready to be buying on any kind of dips that you, you, you will see here. Um, but uh, again, that's, you know, that's, what happens most of the time, but yeah, no, the Dow theory, the Dow theory is imperfect. And, you know, this time is interesting only because it's kind of like how it always is where when the Dow theory turns bullish, oftentimes there are people out there going, well, that's nuts. I mean, (laughs) I can't believe this thing's gone bullish. I mean, interest rates are where they are and inflation is where it is. And, you know, corporate profits are going to be coming down and, you know, there's still that recession thing out there that it hasn't hit yet, but it's going to. And, you know, there, there, there's always um, naysayers. And the, the fact of the matter is, you know, it, it's kind of like investors who invest in the market, who base their investment decisions based on what, what they're seeing when they look out the window from an economic standpoint. And that's, that's a mistake. I mean, oftentimes, because markets are forward-looking, you don't really know what the catalyst is, why it moved out, and why it the, the theory turned bullish from bearish until maybe six months down the road. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's not unusual that the Dow theory turns bullish at a time when a lot of people are nervous about stocks in general. Um, and it's also not unusual for the Dow theory to turn bullish after it's already come off its bottom. And we've talked about that a lot over, you know, the time that you and I have been speaking in terms of the Dow theory, the the Dow theory does not, because because the Dow theory depends on confirmations between the two indices and and, and, uh, the ability to hold previous lows and go above previous highs and, and has to be done by both averages, it, it, those confirmations require some time and they also require the market to do some things after it is bottomed. And that's usually a, a major criticism of the Dow theories. It's all great. You guys just turned bullish. Well, you're, this isn't the low. You missed the low. And, and my rebuttal would be, yep, we sure did. But I have a much greater confidence than in a trend that's going to last for eight months at a minimum and oftentimes much longer of going higher in investing in that trend, if I see the confirmation, if I see the sorts of things I need to see from the Dow theory, and I run a much less risk of of getting whipsawed, of you know getting into the market today, and then all of a sudden I got to get out tomorrow or get out a week from now, um, because this trend is generally more stable, more lasting uh, in an upward fashion. So I'm willing to give up stuff at the bottom, basically. The the other point I will make, I, I will I will make too. And we've talked about this, um, Andy, is that, you know, we haven't been, yes, the primary trend of the market has been bearish, but we as an investment firm and our clients haven't been sitting at 0% equity waiting for the bull market to go to 100% equity. You're not an all or nothing shop. You do. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Chuck's, uh, you know, Horizon Investment Services. They're not an all-or-nothing shop. They've been in stocks all the time. It's the you know it's just weighted a little differently. Explain that real quick. Yeah, it's the it's the level that we're at. So, for example, where we have been, you know, in an account where we have the ability to be 100% invested in stocks over the last 10, 12 months, we have been anywhere from about 75% to about 84%. So, 
you know, we, we've had a lot of skin in the game here. We haven't had all the skin in the game, but we've had, we've had plenty of skin. And the reason for that is that, you know, we're pragmatists. We've seen a lot of markets over the years, and we know that all or nothing market timing doesn't work quite well because you can get false readings from any indicators, including the Dow theory. What we will do, though, is that now if and when the Dow theory does turn bullish, you know, we will take that equity exposure you know, from, from 80, 84%, we'll take it up above 90 and, and you know, and, and see how that works and maybe get it close to 95 at some point if we can buy on some pullbacks here. So, you know, we, we, we make differences in terms of our allocations at the margins based on what the Dow theory is saying, but, but we are not as uh, cavalier to say that, you know, you, you should be 100% out of the market even during a, a bear market trend, because you know, the, 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 what, when you do that, what you're fighting is a pretty long, uh, a pretty su- uh, sustained long-term trend in the market of of heading in an upward direction. I mean, you go back to 1926, uh, Andy. The stock market has risen about three out of every four years, it, and and then when you start looking at rolling periods, such as a rolling five-year period rolling 10-year period, rolling 15-year period. I mean, there have been very few of those, very few, going back to 1926, where you would have lost money. So anytime you make a huge bet against an upward trend in the market, you're, you're, you're really hanging it out there pretty, pretty closely, and, you, and you're probably going to be wrong. And so what we try to do is use the Dow theory to make adjustments of portfolios at the margin, um, you know, and whether it's bearish or bullish and, and to act accordingly. Um, but, you know, we're never out of the market completely. We just aren't. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's Podcast Gold. Totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new gains episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday mornings. We'll be right back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
back with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. And you got to check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. Chuck wanted to make two points here. Uh, close is not good enough. We still have a couple of hundred points on the industrials. And until the industrials close above that 34,589.77 level we keep talking about, the Dow theory is still bearish. By the way, that was the November of 22 high. Uh, I think and, it was in November 30. I yeah, think. November 30th, 2022. Yeah, November 30th, oh, yeah. Oh, 22. Yes, right. That yes. was the high, 34,589.77. Still not there. We got some big inflation data out tomorrow. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, as we get close, what might push it over or or bring it back down. But say we do end up breaking through the Dow Industrials, okay? The Dow theory turns bullish. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the levels then? Do you re- you know, do you clear the decks and that so what's the next move? Where do you, what are the established levels at that point then once you've now the whole thing is just completely turned around we're on the other side of the coin. What are the levels at that point too? You don't have them at that point. What what you do, what happens So you clear the deck basically at that point. Yeah, the deck okay. is cleared, all the previous points are cleared and and it's basically a new ball game. And so what what happens typically is that you know when you get the all clear sign, um, you'll get a, a move in the market over some period of time where you'll have both the Dow Industrials and Transports will have a rally. Then at some point that rally will peter out, and then those will become important points. Then those are the yeah, new the, highs. Those would be the new highs, okay. and then you would have a decline. Then then you would expect a a decline that lasts anywhere from three weeks to three months and generally retraces about one-third to two-thirds of the previous advance. And then that decline, those low points will be established on that decline, and then, then you got your points. So then, you know, you get, a, you, you get a rally off those lows. You hope those rallies establish new highs. If they go up and get close, but they don't, and they pull back and establish new lows, then, then you have a change in the trend from bullish back to bearish. So, you know, once once the the previous lows are eclipsed or highs are eclipsed, then it, it's kind of a new ball game. Then and then you're 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 the assumption is the last major signal was a bull market. The primary trend of the market is bullish, and then you just kind of see how the, the the market moves from there. And typically, what happens, you'll get rallies eventually. Those rallies will establish the the next important high points. And then you'll have a, a, a decline, and the decline will establish the next important low points. And then you see how the market responds. A, a bull market generally will rebound off its lows and take out its previous highs. On, on the other hand, a, a bear market will rebound, hold those previous highs, unfortunately, and then come down and make new lows. It, it's pretty. It's one of those things. Dow theory, as I've always said, is easier to show you than tell you right. um, on a map. But basically, you know, it just works under the sim- simple idea of kind of higher highs are good and low uh, and, and lower lows are bad and if you have a market that consistent consistently is making a high the pullbacks are confined and then you have a new high made on on the rebounds that's you know by definition and if it's done in both indices because that's when the signals are strongest is when both indices are confirming one another then that's really a, a bull market versus a bear market. So, and the Dow theory it, it, remains bullish throughout this process, unless those new established lows are then taken out, and then that would shift things back again. 
That is correct. That is correct. So, so, uh, and, and where the art and where the art comes in with the Dow theory is trying to assess the import of of these these moves. You know, whether it's because you know the the is is the early Dow theorists said you know it's like a it's like a tide of the ocean. You have waves that come in, and you have some way you know you have the tide comes in, and you have some little ripples, and then you have larger moves, and then you have significant tidal moves. And oftentimes it can be a little confusing trying to discern one from the other. The market and the Dow theory really rides on these major tidal moves, but sometimes it's hard to decipher those versus the the day-to-day or week-to-week moves, which um, you know typically can be rather startling to investors but don't have a lot of value in terms of determining the primary trend so that that's kind of where the the art comes in you know was it enough of a retest of the low is it enough was that rally significant enough of a rally to have those highs count and you know that's where you know Dow theorists can differ on some of those points as well but the numbers we're currently working off of though are super established because we've seen this all take place over a year and a half. Yeah, no, yeah. There, there, this would be, you know, this is a clear signal. There's no, there's no disputing, uh, you know, at least in my mind, an interpretation that, you know, those, those lows, those lows were established and held and these highs have been established. And if they're breached and closed on the upside, th- that's a pretty, there isn't much room for interpretation there. That's bull market signal under the death there. And then once it, we break through that, and imagine that you, you've had somebody a little bit like a gains listener who's been maybe a little more aggressive. Like, you know, For instance, when we first started talking about the Dow Theory, and we talked about it on this podcast, and the Dow Theory turned bearish, I even mentioned we started shorten, shorting the market. I got out of the market a lot more than like a shop like you would, you know, getting that dry powder in cash. And then when it was at those lower levels, deployed a little bit of cash, but then has the, has that big nug that that you know that big dry powder pile that's sitting you know a, a little bit you know like the gains listener being a little bit more active and and they're sitting on that pile. Now we've broken through. Say that does happen. What's the best way to deploy that uh, dry powder and? Uh, really get yourself in a position where you can really bank on some of the the gains that will eventually come since the Dow theory at large is then now bullish. Yeah, that's a, and that's a great question and and I do have an answer for that and I think I think investors need to do a couple of things. One, they need to make sure that they catch the move, that they that they have they have skin to be able to catch a broad market move. And and that means devoting some of your fodder to 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 indexes. I mean it, it sounds strange, but you you don't wanna you don't wanna get a signal and then you put your money into a few stocks and those few stocks don't do anything for you when the rest of the market is going higher. And and, and you know, I mean there's four thousand publicly traded stocks out there. I mean and there are stocks that don't do anything during bull markets. You want to make sure that at least you have some of your market your money pegged to the market, which means you know go buy um, go buy some index funds. Go buy uh, you know I, I think a good a good fund to do would be you know a, a total market fund, a fund that uh, you know ha- has both you know small, mid, and large cap stocks. 
Um, so you, because you want to at least participate in a broad way in this upward move that's going to care, presumably carry indices higher. So make sure that you have exposure to the broad market through some index funds. Then I think you start picking off some of the individual stocks that you have presumably on a watch list that all good investors have developed and waited for that they uh, stocks that that they want to own during better market periods um, and and buy some of those stocks uh, and then if you want to devote and so you know I would break it down by you know take you know a third a third and a third I would take a third and and do index related things to make sure I at least capture that market move I would take a third and then focus on kind of the my favorite stocks, higher quality stocks. And then if you want to take a third, and I don't want to say, you know, go slumming, but if you have some more aggressive stocks, stocks, quite frankly, that are bull market stocks. And what's a bull market stock? Well, there are those stocks that, you know, valuation didn't seem to matter during bull markets. They may be, you know, uh, you know quality, but, but new IPOs. They might be, uh, you know, tech growth stocks that are, in their biggest growth phases. So they're not making any money, but you know, they, they clearly have demonstrated that they, they have a market. And those are the types of stocks where in bull markets, you know, they, they tend to run better and you could devote some of your assets to those sorts of stocks. But I think it's really important to, to, to at least have a portion of your money that you're putting into the market pegged to the market. So you're going to capture that. So, you know, you don't go pick five stocks, and and five of those stocks turn out to be stinkers. Uh, I know. Wouldn't that um, be the worst that you, you go and you do everything right all along? You got your dry powder, everything's deployed, and, and, and or you're ready to go, and you, you have four or five stocks you pick, and they just happen to be the, the, the handful of sectors that don't move with the broader market, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just blew it. So a third in index so you can get the broad exposure so that kind of scenario – won't happen to you and then like you said a third of the the really quality names that uh, uh are you thinking like blue chippers and you know your your gold standard stocks and then uh, yeah you know i mean maybe some you know solid dividend pay i mean the companies that you know generally may not necessarily be at atop the leaderboard but they give you consistent performance and they've probably gotten cheaper during a, during the bear market and, you know, yeah, the kind of the, 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 the stocks that provide kind of a ballast to your portfolio and good, good high quality names. And then and then finally, the stock you know, if you want to get a little bit more aggressive, and, and that listeners. level of aggression can vary. But if you want to, you know, get into more aggressive type of, you know, those stocks and everybody has those stocks in mind that, you know, they wish they would have owned during the last bull market and they didn't. And now the stocks are down from where they were. And, you know, now would be the time to maybe start to kind of to get into those. And again, you know, maybe a third, a third and a third isn't exactly the portion. Maybe you want to do more, you know, index and high quality and maybe you, you just have, you know, 15 percent in the more speculative stocks. But, you, but, but you know, the, the principle is just, yeah, don't go out and buy five stocks because you might get it right. And but. If you you can't afford to miss the market, and like you said, you've done everything right, you've had dry powder, and now you go in there and you buy five stocks. And what happens, Andy? It's typically the five stocks 
are five stocks in the same industry because you're in love with that industry. So your odds of really screwing it up are even greater because that, you know, you're, you're picking five stocks in the same sector. And if that sector, for whatever reason, isn't rolling and everything else is, then you're really going to kick yourself. Well, and, and so I like that. A third for the indexes, uh, you know, to get that broad exposure, uh, a, you know, like a, maybe a broad ETF, a third, like you mentioned, the quality, and then a third of stock pickings. For us DGENs, it, it would be a little, maybe even more than a third. And for somebody <laughs> who's a little more conservative, you might lean more towards the index and quality. But yeah, that's the, the stock picking really comes in uh, in in that growth phase where you can, you know, if you're looking to try to find some real winners, big time winners. Wrapping everything up that we talked today, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're close. We only need uh, those Dow Industrials to close again above that 34,589.77 level at current levels. I mean, the Dow Transports are where they need to be, and that Industrials just has to close above that. It'll be interesting because we had a lot of market movers here in the next two days with inflation and that kind of thing. But as we wrap up today's gains podcast, and I'm going to ask one pick from the upside stocks list as well. So what's your takeaway from our Dow Theory conversation? And then leave us with something to buy. Yeah, the uh, I think it's, you know, it, we're close, but we're not there. I have seen instances when the market got close but didn't get there and then pulled back. So, you know, just kind of sit there. It feels like the momentum is such that we'll get the close above that level, but we'll see. We're we're in an interesting market period where there's going to be a lot of data points coming out, both economic but but especially corporate earnings because we're right on the cusp of really starting to see a lot of corporate earnings coming out over the next few weeks. And remember, we rallied into earnings season, and oftentimes when you rally into earnings season, that rally is discounting the earnings and the, and the market pulls back. So timing is pretty interesting, and we'll see how the market does. In terms of some stock ideas, uh, you know, from up from the upside newsletter, uh, which focuses on small and mid-cap stocks, one stock that I like quite a bit right now is a company called Clean Harbors. The symbol is CLH, Clean Harbors. It trades for about $168 a share, and the company is in the kind of the, the, the pollution control uh, area, and, and one of their businesses is uh, – and you may remember this, Andy, because the company's been around for a while. One of the is Safety Clean, which is an, an entity oh, yeah, that absolutely. provides pickup and transportation services for hazardous and non-hazardous waste. It works at, uh, you know, it, it it picks up solvents and maintenance from like, for example, like auto shops and things like that. Uh, the company also does uh, environmental services where it collects and transports and treats not hazardous waste and, and wastewater treatment and things like that. So I like the sector. Uh, I like the company. I like the fact that uh, I think you're going to see pretty nice uh, growth in earnings here. And it's it's one that it's, you know, I mean, it's you, you, it, it brings something a bit different to a portfolio. In other words, you're not adding your 10th technology stock. It, it helps diversify a portfolio. Um, and that's Clean Harbor, uh Symbol CLH and uh, take a look at it. I think it's pretty solid stock. Cat Love Harry CLH. That would be a stock that you would put in that that third of the the individual stock picks when things really yeah, turn around. Yeah, and right? I would put it. 
Yeah, I would put it in the in that third category, but it is of a, a higher quality third category type of stock. I mean, they'll make money. I mean, the company should make you know well over seven dollars a share this year and and make close to eight dollars in 2024. Um, so it it the reason it would be in that uh, that category is is mainly because of its size. I mean, this isn't a blue chip stock from a size standpoint, but um, you know, it's, it is a, you know, it's a SMID stock. It's a small mid cap stock. And, and those have some inherent, uh, you know, risks to them because of their size, but, uh, it, it's, you know, it's a high quality company. They're making money and so forth. Uh, market cap on it is about $9 billion. So it's not the smallest stock in the world, but it's not the biggest either. So uh, Clean Harbor, CLH is the symbol. Big thanks to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. And check out that website, UpsideStocks.com. All right, that's going to wrap up this week. Be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We are back next Wednesday, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.